Welcome to the Lone Star Keto Podcast. I'm your host, Amber. My vision for this podcast is to showcase experts in the keto carnivore community, as well as those who have compelling stories that inspire and give others hope. My wish is that no one has to suffer like I did. If you find value in this podcast, please consider subscribing and hitting that notification button. And as always, feel free to share. Thank you so much for your support. Hi, I'm Amber, and welcome to the Lone Star Keto Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Jal Franco. Welcome, Jal. Hello, Amber. Uh, nice to meet you, and uh, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So let's start out a little bit and get some background information on you. Tell us a little bit about what your health was like in, in, the, in the beginning, and, and we'll discuss how you've kind of journeyed through everything. Well, um, before I before I joined the, the carnivore diet, I'm, I guess that I came through this uh, very common door for many of us, which is the uh, low carb diets. Um, so uh, in the end of 2017, after losing a huge amount of weight with the, uh, you know, if it fits your macros, uh, generic diet and uh, exercise, I, I, I found myself, you know, with this more or less ideal weight, but I still had some health issues that I didn't resolve. So I started reading about uh, low carb diets and how it could help the issues, which were, by the way, insulin resistance, uh, food addiction, uh, high blood pressure, and uh, the worst of the worst, which was the um, IBS. So I had uh, strong digestive issues. I also had uh, plaque and uh, gingivitis and uh, so and also depression. So one of the things uh, which made me uh, try the low carb diet was after I, I read so many uh, scientific papers that were saying that the problem could be could be uh, inflammation. So considering that uh, you know low carb diets are less inflammatory. I went to, uh, I started with the low carb, and then I changed to keto. And uh, in, uh, t- in the 12th of March, 2018, I started the carnivore diet. And here I am almost a thousand days after. Wow. Yeah. That, that's, 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 that's pretty awesome. Now, okay, so you went to the carnivore diet, but how do you keep going with the carnivore diet? I mean, it's so restrictive. I mean, why would you Great want to question. stick with that? It's not sustainable, right? It's not, according to what? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question because this is the sustainability of this diet means that you need to change something in your mind before. Uh, there is some sort of prerequisite uh, uh, to endure and to uh, thrive, let's say, with the carnivore diet, which is a mental reprogramming, something like this, I would call it. You need to change everything that you feel, everything that you know about eating. Um, So it's basically this, you need to rewire yourself. You need to change yourself to understand that you eat because you want to live, you don't live to eat. Everyone else, they, they eat to live, and we, we uh, um, I mean, they live to eat, sorry. We are the opposite. We are the, the odd, odd ones out. We inverted this. So we eat because of its nutrition. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't have a lot of pleasure eating. Of course, we all do, because the carnivore diet, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable, you know. A few years ago, I would never imagine that I would find myself eating these crazy amounts of meat and eggs and, and, and prosper and feel great because the, the, the world thinks that it's bad for you. And so you follow this path, you go down this road and you see that what they say, what you read everywhere, because the majority of the body of evidence will tell you that eating meat is bad for you but you feel the opposite so how is it how can this be you know it's just crazy so yeah the the, the, the carnivore diet is restrictive if you think like a 
a carbholic. If you if 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 you're a food addic addicted person, if you're addicted to food, which by the way I, I always say that I am addicted to food. This me is too. and it will be with me until the rest of my days. I need to see myself the way I am. I am in, in, an addicted and we need to understand the cycle of addiction. The only way to get rid of the addiction, which is abstinence, is un unobtainable in this world that we live in because you're surrounded by carb heads, by people who tell you that you can manage your portions, that you can eat less of the same foods that are making you ill. Um, and it's all wrong. And we see it by ourselves because uh, carnivore diet, the carnivore diet is really like my, my safe haven. I feel safe with the carnivore diet because I control the food addiction. The food addiction doesn't control me. Mm -hmm. So restrictive, I would say, yes, it is restrictive. If you think the way the world tells you to think. Well, exactly. Yeah. That, like, like what we have been told and what we believed. And mm -hmm. this is the only addiction that is socially accepted and encouraged. 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 Yes. Oh, yes. this little bite won't hurt you. Or that is just too restrictive. Just you this time. Yeah. Yeah, just this time. I mean, would you do that to an alcoholic? Would you really? Would you just say, oh, just a glass of wine tonight is okay? Or just a little shot of whiskey isn't going to hurt you? Great what point. what yeah. about a, a, a cocaine addict? Oh, just have a little exactly. bit of coke on the weekends. It's no big deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. I mean, or someone who's trying to quit smoking. Yeah. You know, just, just this one cigarette. I mean, the... The addiction. So, so I guess that some people are lucky. This is important to say because from the food addiction point of view, you look at things and they are really sad. I mean, this, it's life, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, this anti-carbs message that we're trying to pass on to people that might suffer from the same problem. It's kind of depressing to cut all these foods that we like to eat, mm -hmm. cereals, uh, you know, uh, sweets, pastry, you name it. It's all so tasty. Uh, and what, you can live with it? Yeah, you can, but you need to make some, some you, need, you need to, to, this is a compromise. You know, it's like on one hand you have how this, uh, uh, like how tasty it is and how bad it is. So you need to have a compromise. And if you find yourself, uh, paying more attention to the how much this diet will hurt me, you will understand that being tasty is trivial, it's absolutely secondary. So you yeah. start to rewiring your brain. So you start eating to be healthy, and and not you know just like how how like all of us do you know like like I lost weight, I deserve to eat pizza. Mm -hmm. I I. I been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I saw your I saw your progress. It's just unbelievable. But I would say that your your progress is mostly your biggest victory. Oh yes, absolutely, here. absolutely. Yeah, you do. And and what I think you are trying to promote here is that in order to be successful, and this is true with any diet or anything you do, you have to change your relationship with whatever that issue is. And for us, it's food issue. Food was our issue. We were addicted to food, carbs, sugar, etc. And so we have to change our relationship with food, just yes. like an alcoholic has to change his relationship with alcohol. Yes. And, you know, there, yeah. yes. and there are some people who, who can have maybe like uh, one treat a month or whatever, and they're perfectly fine. Me, yeah. I've found that like when I go on vacation, specifically a cruise, which I haven't been able to do this year. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> but um, I will allow one week where there are certain things that I, I say, OK, I'm going to allow this. Yeah. And I stick within that realm and I'm perfectly fine. I get off the ship, bam, I'm done. I'm right back to it. Not a problem. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people can't do that either. 
They have to completely get rid of whatever it is that's triggering them. If it's all carbs or or sugar related carbs, I I don't know, but they, they have to, you know, completely get rid of it. So where are you on the spectrum? Do you completely get rid of it or do you allow cheats? Uh, I hate that word, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can use it for the sake of understanding what is cheating in this context, of course. Uh, I started uh, cheating, yeah, occasionally. It was like uh, in the beginning of carnivore, it was like, uh, let's say uh, a week, once a week. I would allow myself, I call it the innocent indulgence, but it wasn't innocent at all because I knew that I I was programming it. You know, I was scheduling a cheat meal. It's scheduling a cheat meal is a very complicated thing in the mind of an addicted person. Uh, person because it's like traps it's mental traps you know oh it's three days you know i i have two days i oh tomorrow i will cheat tomorrow i will gorge i will throw up i will whatever it happens (laughs) Uh, so it's like this and this this is a very unhealthy relationship with food Mm -hmm. so you're 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 basically managing your emotions with food so in the beginning i was doing this the thing is that the the kickback the 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 uh, hangover it was so strong that I started to question I mean does this make sense or not does does it make sense to 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 cheat once a week uh, so I started eliminating these cheats so they became eventually more you know like seldom it, it became mm-hmm. seldom and uh, I realized that I was feeling better. I mean, the cognition, the, 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 there was no foggy moments, there was no gas, there was no bloating, there was, everything was just fine. So I started questioning myself. I was asking this to myself. Why? Why, Juan? Why are you doing this? Does it make sense? Well, okay, you had your pizza, you had your ice cream, cookies, whatever. But, okay, you feel so lousy after so then I started eliminating them and I came to realize that this is what I needed to do because it keeps getting better and better. So for example, let's say this summer, so a couple of months ago, I ate uh, fruit. I, 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 I tried fruit. I, I haven't eaten fruit since like, you know, like almost three years and I ate fruit, summer fruits, you know, like figs really nice figs I'm my god we have amazing figs in Portugal so they were so sweet and I ate them and it was like heaven but the most important thing for me was that I was able to stop eating them I had one I had two I had three and then I realized that it's okay and people kept kept pushing oh eat one more eat one more and I yeah thank you but no thank you i am i'm done i'm happy but i need to stop so i guess that i recovered in some way this stop button maybe now it's not broken because as i was saying a a, a bit earlier some people they are really lucky to have this on and off button and it Mm -hmm. works for them great for example Mm -hmm. if you can allow yourself to eat and then stop really great but I'm the one, I'm one of those who can't. So for me, there is no stopping. Stopping means that there is nothing left to eat. I'm not going to chew my walls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my problem was that. So uh, I, would, I, would, I would eat until I, I fall asleep, something like this. It's, and and so, I think that's very common for a lot of people. But how did okay. you change your relationship with food because it's a process and i know this because i've been through it more than once but it's it's sometimes very difficult to you know get away from everything that we've grown up with because food has been our the center of our world and you know from celebrations to comfort to you know it's our best friend it's our companion it's everything we plan events around food so how did you make that change so many people come to me and they ask me i don't know what to do 
I can't break this. I, I'm so sugar addicted, carb, carb addicted. I don't know what to do. Well, I, I have, I have a, a theory which is based on what I have seen for myself. And I would say I am a complicated case. So a case study, I would say that I can, I can surely uh, defy. And if there is someone who is a, a sweeter tooth than I am, then I would, I would be surprised. So uh, when I say this, it's like you still, you, 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 you still think like a food addicted. You need to realize that you will be a food addicted always. And so people ask me, what should I do? And the first thing that you need to do is to admit to yourself that this is a problem and that you will take it to your grave. Like an alcoholic, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. And all those recovering steps, this is the reprogramming. You need to understand about the cycle of addiction. There are phases. And, you know, if, if you say, oh, João, you're exaggerating, I'm sorry, but you're in denial. So, yeah, never underestimate this you will always think as a food addicted. I am a food addicted. Even though I've been carnivore for almost a thousand days straight, I still think like a food addicted. I think about cheating every day. I'm being as honest as I can be. I think about, you know, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I think about uh, Domino's pizza. I think about box cereals, you know, those breakfast cereals, I was completely yep. addicted. And I was eating them since I was very small mm -hmm. because it's what people tell you to eat. Mm -hmm. And and then I, I, I look back, also this is sort of an answer to help those who have this problem. Look back retrospectively and try to see what was your eating pattern when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. You will be surprised with the amount of evidence that you have to tell you, you are food addicted. You are addicted to food. It's as you said so well, it's like we eat because we, we make events around eating. You have this huge cake that you will divide with everyone. Imagine doing such parties or, you know, anniversaries or whatever, uh, and without sugar. Yeah, without, without it, that, that being the focal point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, if you tell to someone that giving an ice cream to a child is bad because it, this is poisonous for her, it sounds really sad and depressing, but it's true, we all know. Mm. We've all seen how children are with a sugar high. They're like supercharged. <laughs> because they are still insulin sensitive. So they are like, they are, they, they look like maniacs. The only way that they will calm down is either by spending all this energy or I don't know what. Go sleep, man. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I guess that if we look back at how we were, what was our relationship with food, what we were doing daily. Uh, we, we realize that we're still there. So even now, as a carnivore, loving it, you know, meat and eggs and fat, it's so amazing. But I still, I'm not saying that I crave, but I still think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. That makes complete and total sense. Um, let me just ask you, like a lot of times when somebody is super addicted to food, other than the fact that our food is designed for, to, to addict us, we have that part, but there's another part of the addiction, uh, like needing it for like comfort, for survival, for whatever reason. Did you have anything in your past that you could consider traumatic enough to cause you to turn to food as comfort and kind of carry that through your adulthood. I do, I do. I actually can trace back some, some important psychological landmarks which made me turn to food. And uh, I can think of at least three. Um, for example, uh, when my parents uh, divorced, for example, you know, I was, uh, I was uh, 15, 16. Um, 
university when I went to university and uh, my first uh, how can I say my first broken heart with the first time I was broken hearted I think yeah I think it's actually nice to remember it but I immediately associated with some stages in my life where I turned more to food mm -hmm. uh, it's not like I wasn't eating it you know in some other phases of my life but i noticed in that such times such uh, stages of my life i definitely started eating more and i started eating it in an even unhealthier pattern which uh, led to you know like falling asleep vomiting so it was like binge drinking binge mm -hmm. eating right. you know university you're like what 2021 everybody wants to be cool everyone everybody wants to, to be the king of the party and you're eating and drinking and eating and drinking and you're intoxicating yourself constantly wow it's just uh <laughs> so yeah definitely there is this uh we 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 clinch we clinch to food when we are most vulnerable and it can be because we're so happy but it can also be because we're so sad when my parents divorced, I was really sad. It was, mm -hmm. it was like the precursor of a, uh, a, long, a long depression. It was like this, but it didn't, it didn't happen, you know, like, oh, I remember exactly this mm -hmm. day. No, it wasn't like, it's like years in a row. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, I totally yeah. relate to that. And, you know, like when, when I talk to my clients, it, it's really not so much about the diet aspect of it. It is the psychological, it's the mental, it's the emotional. And Absolutely. what I've found is there are so, so many of us who have these issues from our past that we've never fully dealt with. And it's kind of manifested into different addictions. And for some people it's food, some it's alcohol, some it's drugs, whatever, but it's, it's still the same thing. You know, you, you can't yeah. fully get past it regardless of diet. If you're not dealing with the issue at hand, hand that is causing that addiction. And yeah. you know, that can be true with again, alcohol or anything else. You have to kind of get to the root of it. And I think that is a scary thing for a lot of people because they think that, oh, I'm going to do this diet and it's just going to fix me. It's just, you know, and, and if it fails, then the diet failed or I didn't do the diet right. But uh, exactly, that exactly. is not really what it is. You, you, lifted, you lifted a very important stone here, which is this, uh, you know, the definition of diet. It's, uh, um, again, we would, go back to this rewiring the brain. Uh, and, and, and so people, they think about diet as something very restrictive. Mm -hmm. And uh, you need to change that, of course, but it comes only with your own experience. You need to fail a lot. Yeah. You, you need to go through all these crazy diets that we all tried and we've been there. Um, and, and then you, and then it takes so many years to understand that you, you're not restrictive. If you're feeding your body with essential nutrients, you're, it's not restrictive. Again, it's only restrictive if you consider, you know, this, uh, fantasy land in which everybody is living, which includes a lot of sugar daily. So for them, maybe they don't know that they're addicted. Well, they, most of them, they are, we know that they are, we see that they are, we see the signs we see the physical signs. We see the mental signs. No, like, but they don't like really I, think of it because, you know, when you think of addiction, you think of a, of a you know, somebody who, who's on drugs or, you uh -huh. know, is, is, is slurring drunk, falling over uh, the place, but mm -hmm. there's so much more to it. And yeah, you can be yeah. addicted without it being necessarily in your face That's or people not realizing the whole food addiction. True, and, true. It's, okay, it's, so let me get it's, it's your... a good example. You, you gave a good example. I'm sorry, just to pick up on this, you, you said something which I think can help a lot of people. It's like this. When you see someone intoxicated, you know, like with alcohol, you realize that he's drunk. Mm -hmm. You look at him and, oh my God, look at this crazy drunk. But you see someone who eats a lot of sugar every day and apparently this person looks normal. So it's all good. So, yeah. So it's all good. It's allowed. And as you said, very well said, it's encouraged because you have a whole system that protects this. 
yeah. You know, I remember like 40 or 50 years ago, uh, I remember this because I love propaganda. I love billboards and uh, I'm a graphic designer, so I love advertising. Uh, uh, 40 or 50 years ago, you were saying that sugar had nutrients. You were saying that sugar uh, was, good, mm -hmm. was good for bone health. Sugar is good for bone health? Sugar <laughs> completely demineralizes bones. It's just crazy, you know. I'm sorry. It, it, it is. It, it, okay. I I find it interesting the whole theory behind restrictive dieting. Okay. I restricted dieted most of my life, as in restricted calories, restricted food, etc. So I know what restriction is, but I have a different definition of restriction now. Uh, let me let me show you what I find restrictive. This is restrictive. This is de depression. This is obesity. This is, you know, a depression like I can't Spot even on. describe. Spot it on. was high blood pressure. It was pre-diabetic. It was taking medication. It, it's not wanting to be seen in public because you're embarrassed about how you look. Scared that your children's friends will make fun of them because they have this obese mother. That is restrictive. Me eating primarily just meat, that's not restrictive. <laughs> that is not. This is, this is one of the reasons why I really like your content because you're so down to earth and very, you speak in very simple terms. And this, I, I, I'm surprised with this answer you. you. You were showing me yourself, this former you. And, and I was thinking, oh my God, this is the best answer ever. You know, this is restrictive, <laughs> of course. When we look back at our former selves, when we were so ill, we were going through a lot of restriction. We were, yes. we, we, we were not, you know, like it's this two kinds of uh, uh, um, problems with famine, you know, like uh, there is this, uh, 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 this scarcity of food and there is this overabundance of food and they both represent malnutrition. So in a yes. way, you and I, we were so, you know, big compared to others, which are not, but we were so underfed. We yes. were starving ourselves. Obese and starving which yeah. makes no sense. You would think, you know, an obese person would, the last thing they would exactly. be is starving, but exactly. we were, we were starting yeah. of nutrition. Exactly. That's a big, big difference there. Yes. When you understand this, uh, it's very nerdy because I really like it. You know, I, I love uh, the uh, neuro bio, biochem uh, biochemistry of the brain. When you, when you start studying it, you realize that everything has a balance. And our brain is, is you know, like it, it self-regulates everything. So it's like you said, it's so weird to have a fat person who is starving. How, this, how is it possible that a, a, a fat person is starving? How is it possible that a fat person is cold? How can a, a fat person be cold? Right, you know, they have like a, a coat of fat around them, yeah. Yeah, and it's doing nothing for them because we all know that uh, uh, fat regulates uh, uh, your body temperature, but why is it not working? Something is broken, right? So yeah, this is insane, it's crazy. When you're obese, there is definitely something broken. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there just is. Okay, that, yeah. so, so the whole restriction thing, we're talking about. Um, also, what does it mean to be free from food addiction? I will tell you what it means to me and then I want you to answer this. Think about it. For <laughs> me, there is nothing in this world that tastes good enough for me to want to give up this freedom that I now have. And so many people don't understand this. You know, they say, oh, well, you're not eating chocolate cake or whatever it is. Uh, that's, that must be so, you know, sad or whatever. And I'm like, no, you know what's sad? Let me show you my picture of when I was deathly sick, depressed and miserable. I don't ever want to feel that way again. And there is nothing that tastes good enough to make me give up that freedom that I fought so freaking hard for, you know, and, and until you, you experience that, 
you don't understand. But when you do get to that point and you look back, you're like, I, I, I don't care enough about it now. I just don't yeah. care anymore because it, it doesn't hold power over me because I know what it feels like. If I wanted it, I could have it. And if I want it that bad, I will eat it. But <laughs> it doesn't control me. I control me. So tell crucial. me, tell me yeah. what that freedom feels like for you. The freedom is, I would say that you put it in a very, very good way. Um, I think that it's connected with the um, this uh, uh, discovering your body. Uh, uh, I, I, I would say that I until I started a carnivore diet, I had no idea what it meant to be hungry. This is very sad to say, but I didn't know what what being hungry was. So when you start fasting naturally, you know, like when you understand that you don't need to eat so often. Uh, this is freedom. So for me, fasting is uh, this, this, it's like, a, it's the key to unlock this freedom, fasting, I would say that. So it's like food, you know, meat and eggs and everything. But fasting was like, was like this uh, crucial turn of the key to understand that I can be free of it. Because when I'm not hungry, I don't think of food and even if I'm hungry, I know what I want to eat because I need to satisfy my, my body. So I eat for my body. I don't eat for my brain. So it's like this. I think that Dr. Robert, you know, carb addiction doctor, mm -hmm. I think he said something like this. It's like junk food is calories for the brain and healthy food is nutrients for the body. Yes. It's <laughs> so simple. It's yes. so simple. So you know, when you're really hungry, you don't want calories for your brain. You want nutrients. You want to be strong. You don't want to faint because you're so weak. So, yes, uh, this uh, recognition of my own satiety signal. It was, uh, you know, like discovering what it means to be hungry. This yeah, is it's a light bulb moment. And it sounds so silly. But when your <laughs> signals are all messed up from the crap you eat, you can't listen to your body. You can't trust it because yeah. it is going off that addiction and it wants that next hit it's not real. that, that yeah. food drug. And so you don't really understand that. But once it's you do when yeah. you're totally in tune with it. Exactly. Like that's that's why I, I, start, I start laughing. I start laughing or I, I, I should say, I start smiling <laughs> to myself. I would say uh, when I see people around me and I know that I have been there, so I'm not smirking at them. I'm just thinking, oh my God, this person is not hungry because they want to eat and they ate before two hours ago. And for example, if I'm spending the day with them, I see how they eat. And I'm not eating because you don't I'm need fat. to. Yeah. I don't need to, but I see that they eat this, they eat that, and they uh, before they eat, they always say something like this: "I gotta eat something. I gotta eat. Something. I need something." Yes. Oh, I'm I'm feeling this small hole in my stomach. There is there is this. They're not eating because they need. They're eating because they want. Because their brain is asking for a dopamine shot. That's yeah. all. And you you're on that carb roller coaster where you exactly. crash and your blood sugar goes down and then your body's yeah. like, Ooh, I need the some illusion. Yeah. The because, illusion of being hungry. Yeah. 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 It's, and, it's, and you're not running off fat. You're running off sugar and your yeah. body can only hold so much glucose as yeah. storage. So it's gonna, that means you have to stuff your face with more yeah. carbs. And then there you go on that cycle again. But when it's like, when you're, you know, carnivore, keto, whatever you want to say, and you've cut those carbs, it is a whole different story. You don't have that issue anymore. You're running off fat. You don't need those glucose hits. Yeah, yeah, your body yeah. gets what it, it needs. And it, it is so liberating to not have to exactly. constantly worry about where's my next hit coming from? Exactly. Where, where, oh my gosh, I can't be five minutes away from food. Ah, you know, <laughs> and, it changes, and it changes everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it changes everything. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you perceive the world. It changes the way you have, I mean, the, it changes the relationships with the people around you. Um, because 
uh, well, I like to think that it's because of this. We actually have more time to think. <laughs> we, We're not always we, worrying about food and eating yeah. and thinking about it and fixing yeah. it. And, yeah. you know. And, 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 and we, you know, we as a food addictive, food addicted uh, addictives we would addicted to food we are constantly thinking about food so that's why i say that fasting well i guess that it's also why you said what you said about this sense of freedom you know like because you don't want to look at this person you remember how it hurts you remember how it was so not going there i'm not going there amber is not going there joao is not going there because he already he he has the freedom of not thinking about food so I'm not thinking about food. I don't need food. I might think about something if I'm hungry enough. I always say, if you're thinking about food, probably it means that you are hungry. So, and when I entered carnivore, I actually gained weight, which was the equivalent of saying that I was, you know, mm -hmm. underfed or I, yeah. I, I was going through malnutrition. I, I needed to have a, a bulk of nutrients, a pool of nutrients. Uh, and, you know, and then that's why your cholesterol levels go up, everything, because you're healing, because yeah. you need, you need to heal first. It's a and, process. Uh, it's a process and you heal your body, but you heal your mind. And the problem is sometimes your body heals too fast yeah. and your mind can't quite go, catch up. Yeah. It doesn't catch up. So the mind, you know, again, the, 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 mm. these traps. The mind is dangerous. It's much more dangerous than the body because the body self-regulates. But the mind, we're still yeah. thinking like people who are addicted to food. That's exactly so, right. So, you know, it's it's all, it's it's this management. And then it's very bio-individual because we, mm -hmm. there is no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I really like about this approach, uh, and I've seen it a lot in a, social media with the carnivore with the real carnivores i call them the real carnivores which are those who are willing to try different things and to say that's why i really like paul saladino for example because he says look i am trying this i'm you know trying with honey and rice and whatever but i'm trying this doesn't mean that i'm not carnivore i want to discover how my body reacts to this mm -hmm. I'm not telling you to do the same. And then people label him as, oh my God, he's not carnivore. You know, this is all black and white. No, we're not vegans. We're not vegans. So if, mm -hmm. if, if, if Dr. Ken Berry, if he tries something different, he will tell you, look, I also like him very much because he always gives this approach. We are very bio-individual. Amber will try something, Joao will try something and the results will be different. This yes. is what we need. We need to create our own experiments, trial and error. Yeah, you have to. yeah. That, that's what I find really frustrating is when people put you in a box and if you don't follow it exactly like this, then, oh my gosh, you're not allowed in the club anymore. Well, I'm ideology. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. With that, because who cares? You, you need to find what works for your body. I am highly, I have a lot of insulin resistance and I know I still do. So there's, there are things I can't do. I can't be adding in that honey, you know, like Paul does. I know I can't do that, but that doesn't mean somebody else can't uh, exactly. do well with that. Um, it's not something I would recommend necessarily. Uh, yeah, but, me neither, um, by the way, I tried, know, but the, no. no. I'm not going to say there aren't people who don't <laughs> possibly benefit from that, okay? Uh, I, I think that's a real dangerous thing to say, that everybody has to do everything exact same way, because that is not true. I mean, no. yeah. Oh, uh, there's something I want to ask you, um, <laughs> is when you're going through this process obviously we are the outliers right or you know we're kind of looked at like freaks and that kind of thing and so I am sure family and friends kind of gave you a hard time uh can you talk about anything yeah, that yeah. kind of stands out to you that kind of like threw you for a loop like what it's it's a great uh, topic uh, you know, when you find someone who actually shares of your, uh, you know, they, we've been through so many things, you know, we don't know each other, but we've been through so many things which are common, you know, and we realize that this, this whole thing with the family is, you know, 
everybody wants to talk about it because it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Um, your wife, your husband, your parents, you know, uh, people around you, everybody is differently attached to food and uh, everybody knows something and everybody knows so much about nutrition. We're surrounded by uh, 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 nutrition experts, you know. Oh, I've read somewhere, yeah, experts. <laughs> I've read somewhere that this is good for you, this is bad for you, you can't do this, you can So family is very, very complicated question. Um, it doesn't help at all. It, it actually makes everything more difficult, but here we go. It depends. If somebody will tell you, you know, you're doing this at your own cost and risk, go on, I trust you, you know what you're doing, but be careful. Well, that's why for me, it was very important to study because uh, my background, uh, uh, just to summarize it, is my mother is uh, hypertensive. So she has hypertension and she has chronic kidney disease. Okay. So it's a great uh, door, you know, like uh, to enter this world of nutrition and to study it. And then I want to tell my mother, I'm sorry, mother, but the doctor is keeping you ill. And so I'm starting to discuss these things with her and I'm explaining, but suddenly it's too much information for her. And she wants to blindly trust the doctor. Uh, of course. Yeah. And she tells me, Joao, you're not a doctor. Okay. This is your opinion in the, and, but but you're no I can't do this and then I realized that the best way to speak with her is by not making any kind of pressure but to show that I'm doing something and that for example I'm helping my brother so I want in some way I want to influence my mother indirectly I can't uh, uh, I can't you know I can't be so strong with her and tell her that she's doing something wrong instead I want to influence people around me so that she can start asking questions. And you know what, Amber? She starts asking questions. Yay. <laughs> it's not so bad. It's a long way, mm -hmm. but she's already asking. So I think that it's important that we can lead by uh, example. Silent example is what Ken calls that. <laughs> be, be the change that you want to see in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, it sounds very simple and it is difficult, but, but it is. It's, it, it's, it, we can summarize it like this. So yeah, I would say that family can be very complicated because everybody knows something. Everybody knows something that you do not. And if you tell everyone that eating 24 eggs in a day won't kill you, everybody <laughs> on the other side of the table, everybody will tell you that you're crazy, that having two or three grams of cholesterol will clog your arteries and whatever. But then they look at you and they realize there is something wrong. Even my doctor, when I showed her my two-year span of the cholesterol numbers, she's looking at the numbers and she's like, there must be something wrong here. Your trigs are so low. Your HDL to trigs ratio is fine. Everything is okay. You have no inflammation, but your cholesterol is so high. <laughs> <laughs> she's like... I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing. You look great. You feel great. So, and this is, you know, it's like this. It's 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 crazy. So, as you said, we are the the aliens. Mm -hmm. But if those aliens start to influence people around them, then we are starting to create. To we are starting to free more minds, and this is yep. my purpose. This is what I want to do. And That's why you want I do, do what I do. Yeah, it's what it's you do. We it's not are... for money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I'm just, you know, just uh, I just want people to understand that there is an alternative, which is so much better. And uh, this and this path is complicated. You need to be ready to face a lot of um challenges obstacles hiccups um you're going to you know you're going to get bombed by those uh zealots 
we know this mm-hmm. we oh, we yeah. have instagram we have instagram we are daily or weekly receiving some messages with some uh not so good you know like messages like negative message i've I'm and I'm not even a I have what 2,000 followers it's very small but I get hate mail (laughs) how is it possible those are are asking me would you be able to eat your mother (laughs) and I'm like what what or your dog (laughs) just like uh, it's just people really really okay (laughs) that's why I don't get into this wars you know uh, yeah I just like let me do what I'm doing let me try to show people that there is this alternative and the rest is up to them. You want to eat vegetables, go on and eat vegetables, do it. But then don't tell me that meat is bad because you need to understand how meat affects your body. And if you're only, if you're eating a ton of vegetables, how can you know that meat is bad for you? Yeah, well, and that's the thing too. It's what I find funny is people will try everything like me. I I tried every Mm -hmm. diet out there seriously, not just once, multiple times and crazy Mm -hmm. diets, medical diets, you name it, I've done it. And always with the the exact same result. Yes, I lost the weight because that was my whole concern. I wasn't overly concerned about health at that time, um, you know, like most people. And, and, you know, just this vicious cycle, but it, it gets, it gets really old. And, if what you're doing is not working and you keep doing the same thing over and over again, oh getting the same gosh. results, yeah. why not try it's the best. It's the best definition of, 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 I would say that it's the best definition of, yeah. of Ooh, uh, crazy. mental illness is yeah, it's true. do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. I did it for 40 years. Good guy. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's absolutely. That's why, that's why your story is so, is so great because uh, that, that, that's why people like you, they need to uh, stand up and uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're influencing people around you by, th- by the thousands. That's, that's my hope and my dream, you know, really to, to show people, like you said, there might be an alternative. If it's not right for you, Hey, fine. At least you tried. That's fine. But but if nothing else has worked, what the heck do you have to lose? I seriously, when when I, I, you know, uh, merged into keto, I, that was, that was, that was my last chance. That was, that was it. My last try. I was giving up. I had made up my mind. This was it. I'm done after this. I can't keep Mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. this. And just by a a miracle, thank you, Lord, you know, I stumbled across the right thing and it was different than anything I had ever done. And you decided to do something different. Yeah. So everything begins with a choice, but you need to have, you need to be brave to, uh, what do you have to lose? You already lost so many things. It's what I asked my mother. It's what I asked my mother. You're, 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 you've been, you've been, uh, uh, you're, you're a kidney uh, uh, patient for the last 15 years, what have you got to lose? Do you know what my mother tells me? She tells me this in confidence. It's not a problem. She tells me that she is comfortably, she's comfortable with the stability of the progression of the disease. It's like this. It's not getting any worse, but it's not going to get better. Mm-mm. But I admit that I am afraid to change. So when she told me this, I was like, love you. I love you, mother. I love you. I got it. (laughs) You're afraid to change. You're holding on to something. Mm -hmm. But then I tell her. We're humans. We're humans. That's what we do. Exactly. She's fragile. She's she's not perfect. And we've we've all experienced this this, uh, hopelessness. You know, like I... I don't want to lose it. I'm afraid that if I stop taking my blood pressure meds, I'm afraid that I will feel worse. I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid that yeah. everything will be worse. And so this is, um, you need to work on this daily Absolutely. to explain, you know, and she already knows, my mother already knows more or less how uh, she already can uh, uh, summarize quickly uh, what is what happens to your body when you have high blood pressure? She already understands that, you know, it's insulin, hyperinsulinemia, uh, 
so it's complicated because then the important click is when she decides I'm going to do this. Exactly. But it needs to come from her. Exactly. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And that's why, like what we're talking about, be the silent example, be there, maybe kind of have some information out there in a roundabout way. But, you know, trying to force somebody to change, it's not going to happen. It's just not. So there's no point in that. And they're going to push back even harder. So you can only do what you're doing. Well, Jao, uh, we are running out of time, but I want to give you the opportunity to uh, say some last minute things. Is there any advice you can give somebody or something you feel is very important that you want to share? Yeah, I I think that I would like to um, underline the importance of uh, self-experimenting. Um, I think that it's really important uh, to, 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 to see things for yourself. If you read that this is good and this is bad, you need to try it. Um, so I would recommend that people try the carnivore diet because it's the ultimate elimination diet. You know, it's, it's a starting point. I always say that it doesn't mean that you need to eat meat only for the rest of your life, but at least give it a go and and start from there because the proper human diet is meat-based. The rest is up to you. You decide what you want to eat and how you feel because you know how your body reacts. That's what I wanted to say. I think that people should try for themselves. Uh, That's a perfect ending. And I could not agree with you more. Uh, Self-experimentation is so needed and you know no two people are are the same so great advice i love that well jow thank you so much for joining me and sharing your journey it's been a pleasure and it's nice getting to know you yeah it was a pleasure nice to meet you again and uh we'll uh, just keep going and uh, i want to just to say this keep doing what you're doing amber well, thank it's you. Very, very and you too, keep sharing your story. I think it's very important. And again, yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You, you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.